A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Top Sport 2. Hello and welcome to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. It's a new streamlined show this week, but we've still plenty to squeeze in. First up, a proper review of New Zealand versus England, a series that started in disaster and finished with frustration. New Zealand have got out of this. Salvi is trying to get out to the middle, but the umpires have said enough is enough. As soon as one series finishes, though, a new tournament starts, and this one's live and exclusive on TalkSport 2. The IPL is back, and there are more English players than ever. What you got, Ben Stokes? Short. Huge! Oh, that's a bomb. It's been a stunning, characteristically violent and clever innings by Josh Butler. Chris Wokes has demolished off and middle stuff. And it's not just in India where a new tournament is taking place. The weather might have something to say about it, but the county championship is set to start this week. You're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. And with me, as usual, but he's back in Blighty, we've got Johnny Norman. Look hey. at you, you look fresh, mate, actually. I was going to say, how's the tan? What do you reckon? You've nearly caught up to me now. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, you, 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 it's the cricket tan, though. You've got the... Uh, you remember t- it, you remember you, you've it. You've got the T-shirt, Mark. I have got the T-shirt, Mark, <laughs> as has my one-year-old son, much to our horror. Oh, We're no. Trying to keep him out of the sun, but it's, it's impossible. It's so hot out there. Mm. So um, he didn't burn. He went very, very brown. He's browner than me. Um, but yeah, back. Well, I'm back physically, but phew, I got back on Thursday night. I think part of my brain is still oh, it will somewhere be. above China. <laughs> so this next hour or so, because it's an hour show, it's a streamlined show, as you said in your intro. Um, the IPL is squeezing us for the next uh, six weeks or so. So an hour show, which just means we've got exactly the same amount of stuff to ram in, but half the time. Easy. Yeah, all right. Let's do it. Let's Let's get on with it then. Okay, where should we start? Well, well, we might as well finish. uh, Well, we might as well start with the finish 
of England's winter. Another it disastrous day. Started exactly as it... Well, finished mm. exactly as it started. England struggling to press home any advantage whatsoever they had in the game. Uh, struggling uh, to find any tooth <laughs> in the bowling attack. Anybody who can turn the ball past the bat. Any fast bowler that can bowl that in-swing Yorker to knock leg stump out of the ground. Yeah. we got tail-enders batting forever. Well, I'm having a look. And so... If you remember, if you when you were with us last, Goffey very confident that England would take the 10 wickets that they needed to win the match, and I was less so. Yeah. Two balls into day five, two wickets down. I'm thinking, well, that's why Goffey gets paid the big bucks. Lunch, four wickets down. Um, and I, I was watching this match. I was thinking, what are New Zealand doing? They do not need to win this. They just need to see it off, and they're going to beat England in a series for the first time in 30-odd years. Yeah. And they're... Raval, first ball, clipped a mid-wicket. Unbelievable. Williamson, good ball. You pray for a wicket like that, don't you? Caught mid-wicket, just an half volley on leg stump. Loosener. Yeah, straight down the throat. Ross Taylor, caught on the sweep. Henry Nichols, um, what was he trying to do? I think he was, oh, he was on the drive. BJ Watling, moving across to off stump and then finding like a leg slip, kind Mm. of weird roving position. Uh, Tom Latham. Caught on the sweep, and then and that was sixty seventh over. Okay, thirty eight overs gone. They're four down. Sixty seven, six down. You've got another forty overs to go. Is it? This is England's game. Hmm. And then suddenly, Ish Sodi, who you know is only he's the third string. He's not in the side because he can't bat. Apparently, yeah. comes in. He's unbeaten fifty at the end. Wagner bats a hundred balls for seven. And, as you say, here we are again. New Zealand win the series. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, like I said, I mean, it was a game. Once those two wickets went and and, and the players that went cheaply, like I said, uh, Williamson, uh, Taylor, Nichols and Watlin, who are basically the heartbeat of New yeah, Zealand's absolutely. batting line-up, um, they're all gone. England should have cleaned up that. 140 for five, 162 for six, yeah. only one winner. Yeah. For England... <laughs> not to press on that advantage. And the Grandon obviously got a few runs, 40-odd. Even uh, he threw it away. Yeah, so did 56, not out. 168 deliveries for a bat, um, somebody who can't bat. And Wagner, 103 balls for seven. Oh, my word. Um, and, and, and this is one of the problems is here. And, and, and it's been a problem, and I think we've talked about this many, many times. For the greatness of Anderson and Broad, they struggle. They struggle to knock over the tail purely yeah. because they haven't got that express pace. Yeah. Now we brought Wood into the side, who I actually thought bowled okay in that second innings, but he yeah. didn't have the magic uh, delivery that's required to knock over the tail. Well, the thing is, he doesn't bowl at the stumps enough, does he? No, that's he, what I say. Is and and because of that, they're not they're not looking to hook him out. They're no. looking to get out of the way. Yeah. See, I bowl at the. I would have bowl at the. You stump. used to bowl at the stumps. They miss when you're bowling at tail enders, right? They might eat you for a few fours. Right, it didn't matter. The runs didn't matter. Ball at the stumps. Ball at the stumps. Mm. They will eventually miss. That's why they're batting at nine and ten. Trust me on that. I was that sort of player as well. You eventually pitch the ball up to me. I might eat a few fours, even a six. But I'll eventually get my poles knocked out or I'll miss one and get out LBW. As, that's, as that's Mark you did in the first innings. Exactly. And there were some people, because he hit the 50 or didn't he? Mm. And then eventually one swing too many... Off stump, ping. Same as Southie as well. Same as Southie. And he's not a bad batsman. but He's a hitter, isn't he? You eventually pitch the ball up to these guys, and that's why they're batting where they are. They will miss. Didn't happen enough. Leach bowled okay without being threatening. It was a fifth-day pitch, 
and he wasn't threatening. He was accurate. He was he was accurate, but he wasn't threatening enough. Um, obviously, um, bowling at Somerset on a Bunsen on a Turner is mm. slightly different to bowling a Test match, even on the fifth day, unless you're in India, Pakistan, mm. Dubai, uh, probably the West Indies. I would say well, in this yeah, day, day and age, yeah. um, it's not going to turn that much. So you've got to have you've got to be able to beat them on both sides of the wicket, and that's why I think uh, we can talk about this later. But one moving forward now. What have we learnt? What have we learnt is but we struggle to bowl out tail-enders. We struggle, our batsmen struggle, unless it's Alistair Cook, to bat for long, long periods of time yeah. and get big scores. Yeah. Although he only did it once uh, the old winter. Yeah, right, um, it's 50s all the way again for England, isn't 50s it? 50s all the way. Root was fantastic. Seven uh, half centuries in the series. 520 runs at 43. You would say he's had a brilliant winter. Averaging 43 in the winter, he's, the he's not bad. One, he's the only one to average over 40, well, there the whole go. lot. There you go. So not good enough. And and, and the, the the stat for me out of it all is when you look at England's bowlers, um, if you take out Broad and Anderson, one had a great New Zealand tour, one had a, a very good Australian tour where they took the wickets between them in the t- late 20s, I think just under 30, yeah. and the rest of them. The rest of them averaging nearly, yeah, yeah, absolutely ridiculous uh, when you look at the stats uh, and what they average. So things have got to change. Um, how much will things change? It'll be interesting to see. We should have a new selection committee in for that first game. Well, or... Trevor, Trevor Bayliss is saying it doesn't see much change. He says that the blokes that were in the eleven or in the squad will probably be the same ones that uh, play <laughs> well, against. Well, Pakistan. there's your problem. There's your problem right there. I mean. Um, there's your problem right there. I mean, what I would do, um, I've said many a time, it is difficult to make too many changes. And I said on Drive last week, um, Johnny, uh, obviously because we all do this show every Monday, it's going to be interesting to see because the test team moving forward, I, I would keep cooking uh, for the Pakistan series. I really would. I think I'd, I'd, I said it all along. I want him to go out on his terms. I now, agree. if he fails I against agree. Pakistan, I think there's got to come a point where I think he'll just walk away. I'd like to see cooking. Alongside Cook, I think we've got to bring Amid back. He's the young player. We've he showed terrific guts and determination against India. He had the injury. I think he's gradually coming back. We've got to show some faith in a youngster who we think might be around for ten years. We need that experience of Cook at the side of him. I'd make a change at three. I think I, I don't think they will. I think they'll stick with Vince. But I think I would go um, probably for Northeast uh, at three. Is that and a I'll bit tell of a you risk, why though? To, hmm? to go in with Hamid and then Northeast. Do, do you well, not well how some... can it be a risk? How could it be a risk? We've, well, had, we've, we've had we've had we've had we've had the guys uh, batting at two and three. Went go run all winter. So what? what where's the risk? But, the risk is he won't Stone, get the runs. But Stoneman, I think Stoneman's done enough. I think Stoneman's hit what four four half centuries in tough conditions in Australia as well and in New Zealand. I, I, don't, I don't think he has. I don't think he has. You know, I think we have to go with a youngster. I think Amid's got to come in with Cook. And our reason I go for so North can East, you move? Let Stoneman me just tell you why I go with Northeast. I'm telling you why we're going Northeast. Go on. The, the the thing I'm uh, the reason I'm going with him, what message are we sending out to the game, the county cricket in general, where you get wickets, you get runs. The idea is you get selected for England. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Now this winter we made a few selections when the people haven't performed in county cricket. Balance came in having had a off season, right? Didn't perform at, at the test. He was Joe Root's pick. He's picked his mate. Bayliss picked Mason Crane, a bowler that averaged 45, 46 with a ball. They hardly played for Hampshire. Um, that was his pick. Mm. They brought Vince in, 
with no stats to back it up, averaging no. just around the 30. No, no, 30, mate. 30, 31, yeah, he was averaging. Even, now, even Milan. He had, even he, even he Milan, yeah, big who, runs, who, who was he? impressive. But he's, he's done been, well. He did he's been relatively well. But I still think he's going to be under pressure. If yeah, he doesn't he get runs, I think Livingston's going to come on and replace him. But I think we North East, we've got to say, right, you get runs in the county game, you get selected for England. And we haven't done that this winter. So North East, averaging over 50 last season, he's averaging just under 40 in his career. He's got to be given a shot. Otherwise, we're basically saying to all these counties out there, it doesn't matter how many runs you get. Don't matter how many wickets you get because it's nothing to do with that. We're looking at players who we fancy to play for England. Shouldn't be that way. Well, so no Vince, no Stoneman. They've gone. Not for me. Um, but out of the two, if he goes for one, I think they'll go for Vince. If you were only to pick one out of the two, I reckon they'd go Vince to bat three. Interesting. So Root stays at four. Yeah, Root stays at four. Milan's at five. He's under pressure, though, even though he's had a good winter. If Livingston starts the season well, I think they'll be desperate to get him in, in somewhere. Well, so where does that leave Bearstow? You stay, Stokes you, is at six. You, you stay with Bearstow at seven. Of course you, I do. You keep him with the gloves. Mate, Gilchrist stayed at seven his whole career. What's wrong with that? Yeah, but Gilchrist was coming in after two war brothers, a Ponting, a, a Hayden and a Langer. He still has to about seven. At eight, I'd go with Don Bess. Oh, so this is what I was going to ask you. I'll go with Don Bess, I'll tell you why. Go on. 14 matches, 427 runs at 23.72, 62 wickets at 21, just over 21. He's young, he's hungry, he's determined, he's got a bit of anger about him, the personality's right. 7-5 for us. Yes, he's been playing again alongside Jack Leach, but he offers, he can bat. He can beat the bat on both sides and it freshens it up there. Wolves at 9, Broad at 10, Anderson 11. If you're a batsman, who do you want to bat against, Leach or Bess? Well, I don't know because I've not batted against them, but oh, if you're going to go down the off-spinner route, who would you rather uh, bat against, Monty Panasar or Graham Swan? Because you're going down because the ball turning away from you, aren't you? Yeah. How many left-handers are in opposition? Wow. How many uh, Pakistani left-handers have we got? How many Indian left-handers have we got? Uh, quite a few. There's, there's quite a so few. So it doesn't matter it, this day and age. It does seem to me there's a lot more left-handers playing cricket than there was when I was watching. Off-spinner. Get the off-spinner in, he can bat. He's a good fielder. He's athletic in the field. He's a good bowler. You he's seem young, angry he's today. Hungry. I am angry. Is it enough? Are you, is it enough's enough now? Oh yeah, I, I would say enough's enough. And um, I'm, I'm really frustrated with England all winter. Uh, the performances have not been good enough. We're we're asking the same questions we've been asking now for the last three winters, and nobody seems to be grabbing hold of of it and saying, right, enough's enough now. We've had these same issues. We've had these same issues. For the last three tours, we've got to do something different. And we just don't. We keep making the same mistakes. And after each winter, I heard Trevor Bailey's coming in an interview. It was an absolute belter. He said, well, we'll have to sit down. This was after the first loss in uh, New Zealand. We'll have to have a sit down with the players and the staff and work out where we've gone wrong. Hang on a minute, mate. You've just been in Australia for all that period of time. You've got no mm. answers to some of those questions. I don't I, think he ever comes up with an answer, does he? Well, that's a concern. Now, another one I'm going to ask again, and people criticising me for saying this, but we employ our batting coach, Mark Rampakash, and Paul Collingwood, fielding coach, mentor, whatever it may be his, his role is, right? All winter, he stays there for the one-dayers. So then suddenly, what message does it send out? The tests are here, so I'll tell you what, they've been here all winter now, let's send them to warm. 
We'll let him go to Barbados now for another three weeks <laughs> and, and do some coaching there and we'll just cope with what we've got here in New Zealand. What message did that send out to the rest of them? Well, We're not taking these two tests too serious because our coaches that have been here all winter, we're now sending them off to Barbados. Well, it wasn't just the coaches, was it? It was all the uh, men in well. suits. Yeah, exactly. Well, you there know? you go, mate. That's where I'm angry. You're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. In the air, I'll take it. Very first ball, the half volley on leg stop. What a start for England. There's BJ, what length thinking there? Oh, that's close. That is really close. Yes! Yes, it is! My goodness, Neil Wagner has gone for a review. Now you can stick with the original decision of out. Thank you. Yeah. I think the umpires have got to say, fellas, we've got to go. And consistency, we've got to go. New Zealand have got out of this. They have got out of it. Salvi is trying to get out to the middle. But the umpires have said enough is enough. Calm down yet, Goffey? Yeah, a cup of tea. I'll just uh, <laughs> calm down. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think as you heard um, um, before uh, the break, there is it, frustration. I'm, I'm passionate, right? And it, I can take criticism as a player, uh, and I took plenty of it. But my passion can never doubt it, and I'm not doubting any of the players' passion. But sometimes now, as a pundit, which I am. But someone who's still so passionate about English cricket, whether it be county cricket or whether it be the, our national team, our performances have not been good enough. Australia weren't a great side. I said this from the start. Yeah. Everybody kept telling me Hazelwood's the best in the world. He's not. <laughs> He's not. He's not one of the best bowlers well, in the world. I am we, not having it. I've been proven now, right. Maybe we now know why they're so good. I've been proven right. Australia are not a good side. Their batting's not strong. Their bowling is okay. Their bowling's okay. Stark, when he's 100% fit, yeah. is, is good. Hazelwood yeah. is just someone who puts the ball in the right place. He's no Jimmy Anderson, let me tell you. And um, and then Pat Cummins is getting better. Mm. But he was still he, he didn't have a great Ashes until the last test. He, no. he, he was okay. He was okay. That wasn't a great line-up. They go to South Africa, they get smashed from start. That's it. Well, they win the first one, they get smashed every... From then on, that wasn't a great side. That wasn't a great side, and I think our performances there. New Zealand workmanlike. They've got some good players, but you go through their they've batting. got a poor batting lineup. Exactly, they've got yeah. two youngsters at the top of the yeah. order. They've got Williamson and Taylor and Watlin. They're the three they re- know, they've rely got, on. They've massively. got batsmen to save a game. You know, a Watling, a Latham, a Nichols. That's They'll save you a game of yeah. cricket, and they they did. Not necessarily those three. Well, they're battlers, aren't they? they? Exactly. But they don't have match winners in their batting ranks. It was the fact that England got bowled out for 58 there. Well, they haven't got in the bowling. They've got Bolt and Southie with a new ball. But at least they've got variety, though. Yeah, they're excellent with a new ball, right? Those two, with a new ball, they use it. They haven't ever wasted it. If the conditions suit, they will take wickets with a new ball. That's what they're good at. Bolt was exceptional this this winter. Southie is like Wokes. 
if we're going to yeah. be honest. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a very similar bowler. He needs definitely... the conditions to suit. Yeah. Uh, when it's flat, he can struggle. I think Southie is a bit like Broad in so far they've both come to a point in their career where they realised they need to choose their moments because their body is mm. literally going to fall apart from bowling for so many years. And so you see the peaks mm. and the troughs a little bit because they just simply cannot do it every time. Saudi plays uh, IPL and 50-over cricket for New Zealand as well. So he's come to the conclusion, I am going to finish my career here in the next 12 months unless I just ease back a little bit. And I think maybe Broadie's done the same thing at times because mm. you just realise you're being flogged to death here. Well, I mentioned last week, central contracts. I asked the question, has it improved England's cricket over the past 10 years? It's funny, isn't it? Because it was it's always give... held up as the reason. It's that give... and two-division county cricket, it's... the two brainchilds that changed everything. Yeah, it's given us longevity, I'll yeah. say it again. It's given the players longevity and longer careers and given them the chance to earn a lot more money. Mm. But has it made our cricket as better? Well, the results would... Especially on the batting front. Has it made our batting better? Central contracts, no. There's um, there's a there's a man in this country who's probably in Yorkshire right now, and he's going to be looking back at the last twelve months as captain of his is of his nation, and it's not gone well. Um, Joe Root does have the passion; you can see it. Oh yeah. Is he going to be feeling embarrassed about how his captaincy is? got underway you know my thoughts on captaincy you're only as good as the team you're captaining so will he be because angry I, I think sometimes captains get too much praise when a team wins a series yeah and they're remembered as great captains mm. because they win that's 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 not the way without your team in cricket you can be the best captain ever if your team isn't good enough and is not performing it doesn't matter it does it really really doesn't matter now, a captain can make a small difference in individual games at moments where he might change a field here or he might make a bowling change. But realistically, it's about taking wickets and getting runs. And if he's playing let down by purely his best players not getting the runs they should be getting and the bowlers not getting the wickets they should be getting, what can he do? Michael Vaughan is often held up as a cap- as a great England captain. Because they won the Ashes in 2005. Because they won the Ashes 2005. Really? Great captain because they won the Ashes. Exactly, 1981. Gap. Right? Great captain because they won the Ashes. 87. Is that right? No, because Nasser Hussain was the best captain, there in my go. mind anyway. Well, there you go. But Vaughan, if you look at the careers of Harmy, Flintoff... Um, they were at the peak. Yeah, they and were Jones. at the peak. And Jones. They were at the peak. And Doggard. But... You know, Jones, we all know what happened with him injury-wise, but Freddie had quite a long career where he was really only at his peak in terms of consistent performance, and that was under Vaughan. But but does Vaughan not get credit for that? Did Vaughan have anything to do with that, or was it just blind luck? No, no, I can't. What Vaughan did, he realised, the the moment changed was under um, Fletcher and Nasser Hussain where England's fortune started turning. We were winning series. We won in Pakistan. 99 against yeah. New Zealand, the last time they beat England. Maybe this is our Duncan Fletcher Nasser Hussain moment. Yeah, yes, exactly. It changed. We went to uh, Pakistan, went to Sri Lanka, we beat them. Um, we gave Australia a good run for it. We looked all right. We were we were competing against everyone and winning yeah, series, yeah. home and abroad. But then um, it came to a point where I was coming to an end 
and a few others. And the ones coming through with obvious talent were your Harmisons and your Flintoffs. Now, those two were best mates. Both of them had issues, right? Yeah. Both of them had issues. And Fred, they were quite Fred forthright about fit, it. Fred wasn't fit, he was drinking, <laughs> he was overeating, and, and Armisen um, well, he had was s- very insecure around yeah. and and he, he liked to be around Fred. Fred made him feel good. Well, so they, what They used to yeah. s- sleep in the same bedrooms, yeah. didn't they? What Vaughan brought was he realised the way NASA's aggressive yeah. nature wasn't working because he used to basically say to Fred, he used to say it as he thought it was, you're lazy, you're overweight, You've not got the desire to play. And he had some good points in there, right? But Fred didn't take it too well. Fred needs to be loved. Harmy needs to be loved. Two very tough guys you won't yeah. mess with. Oh, but then yeah. they're very insecure in their own skin. So yeah. what Vaughan did, and it's a brilliant thing to do, it's a great skill, he realised if he was going to have success carrying on from me because I retired, he needed those two guys on his side. Because you get one, you get the other. Yeah, and that's what happened. He gave Fred love. He said to him, "Look, this what this what can happen. You're going to be my main bowler, rather than you're not going to be in my team if you don't get your act together and get fitter." Vaughan was saying, "You're my number one. You're going to be looked after. I will look after you." And Army, you can beat winners, the Ashes. You can do this. And they went on and did it. And the defining factor was Peterson coming into that team as well. Wow, self belief. So, but that's good captaincy, right? Was it, when you were a player, wasn't the story that, uh, was it NASA who used to play you against Caddick? Was it NASA? No, I, I, well, people have said that. Is pe- that true? I think that... when me and, me and Caddy had a natural, people always say we, disla- we didn't like each other, which we're totally wrong. We did him mm. on, on, we had him on this show. Me and Caddick actually got on well, but what we did have was a competitive nature against each other. Which is... Right? And, and, and sometimes... Um, I, I don't think NASA ever played us against each other. I think if you said that, I'd be, I'd be. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine 
and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Me as an individual, I never thought that. Mm. Now, I'm, I might have... We are totally, totally different. Caddick, when the ball was seeming around, was the main man, without a doubt, because that's what he was good at. Six foot six, six foot seven, swings it out, it's the seam, and he spent his whole career doing that. When it goes flat, Nasser used to turn to me, because he knew the mm. one guy on a flat pitch that was going to be yeah. getting the wickets was me. So, yes, what Nas did is knew when to turn to Caddy and he knew when to turn to me. So, does Joe Root have that experience as a as a man? You know, is he is, is he still a youngster? Was he 27? You know, does he does he have that experience? You know, can he look at his senior pros, Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad and 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 captain them? In the can. same way that well, you, you just were give Jimmy Anderson, then of course you do. I mean, how hard is it to captain Jimmy Anderson? Well, I don't there know. There you go, Jimmy. Pretty, New ball in your hand there. Go on, ball. I would. <laughs> I would. I think it'd probably be quite difficult no. at times. Well, no, no. I did mention the... this last week. One of the problems we have got is, but we've got three senior players who probably run the team, right? With Cook, Anderson, and Broad. And is it holding us back to a certain extent? Well, this possibly is it. yes. Possibly yes, but. You're not going to drop those. Three. Of course not. Of course not. But is he holding us back a little but bit? But does because... Joe, you know, an older, more mature captain, a Strauss, right? Strauss had Broads and Strauss had Anderson. Hmm. You know, what was Strauss's relationship with those two? But they How were was it different? But exactly. But that's the point I'm making. You know, is Joe Root? And I'm not. I'm just. I'm free basing. You know, I'm just asking the question. I'm just wondering. You know, Joe Root is a young man. It's his first year of captaincy, and it has been tough. But the great captains are usually a bit older. They've got more experience. And their bowlers, who are the ones who are going to win them games of cricket, are usually younger than them. And they can captain them in a way that I'm not sure Joe Root can. No, I disagree. I think uh, to pass the uh, blame to Joe Root... I'm not blaming. Do you know what I'm saying? Jimmy Anderson bowled beautifully in Australia. Well... He bowled okay in Australia, not mm. beautifully, because we lost. Uh, but he was the best by by far. He showed his skill and his talent. Broad let him down. He bowled poorly. Um, oh. He wasn't fit. Uh, the pace was down. His action was all over the shop. Now, that goes down to the work done before the tour wasn't good enough. The bowling uh, stuff in the summer, when they could have taken him out of a couple of tests, when England were playing West Indies, yeah. they could have probably worked on his action then, preparing themselves for the winter like, like Australia, Australia did. did. Yeah, exactly. they, they let their bowlers out and yeah. they worked on their actions and fine-tuned them so they'd be get at their peak in the Ashes. We didn't. We kept blame Broad because he was all he bothered about is getting to the 400 mark. Same with Jimmy Anderson getting to the 500 mark yeah, or whatever it may be. Show. They're wanting to play. And this is one of the problems. Are the elders back? What they should have said is, but we're preparing for the future now. We know Anderson, we know Broad are playing against Australia. We need them fit as they possibly can be, fresh, and we need their actions strong. Now, Bro- Anderson performed well. Broad was all over the shop. His wrist was poor, his run-up was poor, his pace was down. He was tired, probably. And he'd, he'd, he'd let little niggles come into his action, little faults come into his wrist position. Now, what Broad did this winter after the Ashes, he's realised he had to do something because his place was in doubt. Mm. He went away, and credit to him, it just goes to show, 390-odd, 99 test wickets, 
came home and worked his socks off on his wrist position, his yeah. run-up, his approach, and getting his pace back up. And it was back up. The and quickest it was, it was back in up. four years. Well, there you go. That shows he can do it. Now, if England would have taken that on board against the West Indies, I have no idea why they played in all the matches. They should have just taken them out of it but and played some of the power. youngsters. Too much power, yes. They should have just said, there's no point you playing against the West Indies. It's their second team. We're going to play, win the first one, and then we'll play some of the youngsters. Right? Play some of the youngsters who we possibly might play this winter in the Ashes. Uh, we're going to talk county championship because it starts this week. Oh, the wet, well, we'll see, eh? Shedding it down as we speak. Uh, you're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Okay, Goffey, well, um, we talked about the test side um, and we talked about Alistair Cook not playing for Essex for the first couple of games, but uh, well, let's talk to someone who uh, possibly will be at Chelmsford at uh, certain times in the next uh, couple of weeks. So we'll be following all the county cricket as it gets underway, 13th on Friday. Um, Surrey aren't, get, aren't playing, but uh, most of the other <laughs> teams are. Uh, Lizzie Ammon from The Times. Uh, a busy summer awaits, Liz. Uh, but before we talk about the counties themselves... Uh, can you remember a season where uh, there's been so many clouds surrounding the powers that be, so many questions, the uh, the counties themselves seem to be fighting, casting envious glances to Glamorgan, uh, Durham still muttering, uh, and everyone uh, wondering just how this is going to play out in 2018, ahead, of course, at 2020, when it's going to get very interesting. Well, certainly we're in interesting times. Uh, the future of the county championship certainly looks a bit shaky um, uh, from where we're standing in terms of there being uh, potentially eight super clubs in the future who it seems all the money is pouring in their direction uh, and all the effort is pouring in their direction and the other 10 clubs are going to have to fight really hard to remain relevant and vibrant and get their hands on a slice of the pie. Um, It's certainly divisive and and I think there's going to be a lot more to, to play out on these issues um, there is time between now and 2020 to just have some pretty frank discussions about quite how we balance the need for uh, the important need for money and new audiences, <laughs> which is what a new T20 will bring, with ensuring we still have a strong, vibrant first-class system. 
particularly in light of England's test troubles at the moment, you've got to have a place that provides them with players. Lizzie, I, I, I don't know if you've ever... I said this last week, and I said it again uh, this week um, on the show, is but central contracts, right? This is my personal opinion. Have they made us better? Well, they did for a bit, I think. Um, I mean, you know, there was there was the period of um, what in India, number one in the world. There was a period where things were all looking rosy in the garden, and everyone put that down to central contracts and promotion and relegation. Mm. I, I don't know now whether whether the system's completely working right. Actually, Goffey, I don't know whether the two division system's working right. I think that it does a lot of weird things. It incentivizes counties to bring in you know, short-term cold packs, overseas signings for four weeks here. They don't play their youngsters. There's not enough English qualified players. Uh, and I think that's all because of people not wanting to get relegated. And 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 centrally contracted means that, that, that we really don't see them very much, do we? And also counties are really struggling because they have to have big squads to sort of make up for the fact that half their players are missing half the time. Yeah, I mean, my point was on it all, and, that, and, and you've said exactly how I feel, because I think uh, with the two divisions and central contracts, all central contracts, for me, has done, because we turned that corner. We were getting good anyway at that point under NASA. The t- it, t- it started turning there just as central contracts were coming in because we had a good uh, base uh, of players and the championship was strong. I think all they've done for us realistically is give us longevity. Longevity mm. of we've had Anderson around for 150 tests. We've had Cook around for 150 tests and Broad uh, for the the amount of tests he's played. That's for me... That's my personal opinion. It's just give us longevity. Our batsmen are not playing enough. They're not playing enough on pitches that might just do a little bit where technically they have to be sound and solid to get mm. um, for when they go into test cricket. And that's why we're failing. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to think, say, I think it's really odd that Alistair Cook is not playing the first couple yeah. of weeks of the season <laughs> because he he's not... I mean, I know it was a difficult winter with the Ashes, but he had a great long break in between the Ashes yeah. and then. It was only two tests in New Zealand, wasn't it? He's got another break as well after the two tests. He's got another well, four months off. And, and, and Exactly. And he's not exactly in the runs, is he? I mean, I know he's got a lot of stock in the bank on this, but I just think it's odd. Um, I think we've gone too far with managing workloads and that they're a bit risk-averse, aren't they? They kind of rest them look at them, really. I don't think it's management making the decisions. I think they don't make a decision. They go to the player and the player says, well, yeah, I'm a bit tired. I'm not mentally right. I've had... Um I've only been on the farm for eight weeks or whatever, yeah, and I agree. He's got he's got he's got runs in the bank, Alistair Cook, and I would have him I would have him in the first test against Pakistan. But I am totally totally shocked he's not playing um, from the start for Essex. Now, is it lambing season or something? Yeah, it is. I think it's yeah April, isn't it? Yeah, it you're is lambing season. It's lambing week. Yeah, I, I grew up in Tooting, so you're asking the wrong person about when lambing season is. Shall we? Uh, shall we actually talk about the uh, the, the competition itself? Uh, 2016, uh, Middlesex win the championship. 2017, Middlesex get relegated. So, uh, would you say that Essex are probably more likely to go down than retain the title, or do you think they've got uh, what it takes to go back to back? Well, history rather tells us it's really hard to retain your title. I mean, the county championship is almost impossible to predict. Mm. And, of course, that's what we have to do at the beginning of the season. Then we end up looking stupid by the end of it. But um, it is really hard to retain their title. Now, what they have done is they have kept 
uh, the bulk of the, that championship winning side together. They've lost Chris Silverwood, um, and that's probably quite significant. It'll be really interesting to see quite how they take it on um, this year. Uh, but it's it's totally up for grabs. Every year, I say, it's going to be Surrey's year. Every year, it never is Surrey's year. But I do believe they look a really strong outfit in mm. Division 1. Um, I, I think it'll be a battle at the bottom between uh, sort of Somerset, Worcestershire, the, the ones that we would expect that haven't got the bigger playing squads that have to manage themselves really well. Um, but there are, I mean, Nottinghamshire came up. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that Nottinghamshire could then go on mm. uh, and win the title. It's really difficult to predict, but th- th- it's a tantalising prospect, not least because there's so much at stake for so many players early season because of the test team. There's so many places up for grabs. And, and a new selector and a new system of scouting. So I think players are really going to be stepping up and really going to want to stamp their mark this early season. Well, they are if the selectors are in place to pick the players that are scoring runs and getting wickets in county cricket because we picked a squad this winter uh, and we picked players who had not performed in county cricket. So uh, as long as that new selector's in place picking players that are scoring the runs and are taking the wickets. I mean, I'm going to go with... I'm with you on Surrey. I think they've got something special this year. I think this could be their year. Yorkshire, I think, will push hard this season. They'll be better than last. And I think Hampshire are my dark horse. I really fancy Hampshire this year. Yeah, they've got they've got a strong-looking outfit. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, they get a lot of criticism because they bring in a lot of coal packs and overseas players and you know you look down the list and there's not there's not a whole heap of English qualified players down there um, so they come under criticism for that but they're a strong well balanced outfit they've done uh, you know a lot of good signing they've got Ashman where they've brought in Sam Northeast and he'll get them obviously because he doesn't seem to be on the England radar Sam Northeast will be there and getting plenty of runs um, and they've got a good a good bowling outfit um, and, and I expect Liam Dawson to be around uh, for, for the most mm. of the season, I don't think he'll get back into the England side. So I think you're right on Hampshire. I think they'll be pushing hard. Um, they've had a couple of seasons where I've said they've looked strong, and then they've been <laughs> battling relegation for the for the seasons. But um, but they do look strong. Uh, and Surrey have got real depth, haven't they? They're, I mean, the players who can't get in that Surrey side, who, uh, they'd walk into any other side. Lizzie Ammon from the Times, thanks uh, for your time mm, as you. ever. Uh, and it'd be fascinating to see if you're right. Surrey do win the championship. Hope you're right. Uh, you're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talksport Two, online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talksport Two, online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talksport Two. Another chance for a run out and then on strikers' ends. And that is that. Chris Jordan on as substitute fielder has run out the non-striker. And he goes again. And this is uh, another punishing shot from the back of Yuvraj Singh. Waiting down the pitch. Boom. And one of them. <laughs> Thank you very much. He's off and running, the big man. Baby Gareth Batty is right. This game is not quite done just yet. Don't go anywhere, folks. He steps Wokes oh, high that? in the air. Now, where's that going? That's not going that far. Up in the air. Will it be caught? Oh, no. Gambier. Get it. He's yeah. caught it. At the fourth <laughs> attempt, he juggles with it like a court jester. Roll comes down the pitch. Beats the man at mid-on. Beats the man mid-off trying to come around. 50 up for the Kings 11. Two overs and five balls. I can only assume that the restaurants close early in Mahali on Sunday evening. And quite clearly, Lakesh Rahul has got a table booked at the best one of them. 
So the IPL was back this week on TalkSport 2 Live, an exclusive, our third year of uh, broadcasting the tournament, which uh, just continues to get bigger and better. Um, and in that regard, uh, even more English players than Ooh. ever before. Uh, since we spoke about, we were previewing the, show lo- uh, previewing the tournament last week, uh, Alex Hales called up, uh, Liam Plunkett called up as well. Um, Replace Rabada, good luck. Oh, I know. How's <laughs> your luck, eh? Yeah, good luck replacing Rabada. Uh, so, listen, Liam Plunkett, um, fantastic cricketer, um, but I think he's now in his head. He just wants to be a T Twenty cricketer. I don't think he has any interest in playing county cricket anymore. Well, he's done a fair. He was at the Bangladeshi Premier League. I think yeah, he's he, done a few now. So he's got his heart set on just uh, finishing and strong in T Twenty. Well? Yeah, of course, he's getting. Um, he's in his 30s now so uh, for him this is the dream he's got an opportunity to perform what a great start for Woody um, no went round the park a little it's bit it's tough though I mean he, he was in New Zealand playing for England on Monday yeah. and he's in India playing 2020 now yeah. I mean that's a huge ask isn't yeah. it well, well, well it is but the game got off absolutely to a, a, a great start the tournament uh, two teams won it, won, it, won it five times I think between them well they're the big guns aren't yeah, they yeah Mumbai Chennai Indians and, and Chennai Super yeah. Kings um, Chennai back after obviously the uh, match fixing yeah we'll uh, talk about problems. that yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we will always talk about that kind of stuff on yeah, the show we always uh, will be but what a game um CSK winning it by one wicket with one ball left in the end. But Dwayne Bravo, <laughs> I mean, he's getting on now, isn't he, old Dwayne? But he just he doesn't train. You know this now. He basically all he does is play. Never bowls in the nets or anything because he's got to the point now. He knows his body yeah. inside out. All he does is play games, and he just goes round the world playing T20s. And he just goes to show people are saying, really, you go for Dwayne Bravo, sixty-eight or thirty balls. And they win the game. And the leg spinner, Mankande, I don't know if you've seen him. No. Impressive. Uh, youngster, three for 23 he got um, uh, for, for, for the Mumbai Indians. And I think he's going to have a fantastic tournament. Well, look, there was so much spoken about Ben Stokes last year. Um, and he's going to be playing, of course, for Registar Royals. But, um, you know, of the eight player, English players who played in two, 2017, Stokes mattered the tournament. But Chris Wokes very quietly, did pretty damn well as well. And that's why he got picked up for $850,000 this yeah. time around. He went for less, though, didn't he? Did he get more this time? Or oh, he, he got more. He got uh, he got a massive payday this time. Oh, yeah. Well, well, he's a big sign. I think he got off to a decent start three as well. For. Yeah, he got 3-4 in the first game. Um, but uh, yet again, I mean, Kings Eleven beating Delhi Daredevils. I mean, first of all, on that one yesterday, on Sunday, um, Kings Eleven. They they beat the Delhi Daredevils. Yet again, Delhi Daredevils now are a team that I like a lot. If I could pick a side who I really want to do well, it is the yeah. Delhi Daredevils. Yeah. They're now coached by a, a, a good bloke, Ricky Ponting. Yeah. He's got loads of knowledge and passion. But lost again. Uh, Kings 11 to beat them. Um, They're the t- they, these two, Delhi and Kings oh, 11, are always down, have always been down the bottom. I, so. I, 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 don't, I, I don't get it. Delhi Daredevils, some good players, good coach, but they just keep losing. It's got off to a bad start. And then the the big game as well, I think two big guns, two, two sides where you think you've got a great chance of winning it this year. Calcutta Knight Riders and obviously the Royal Challengers Bangalore. And I think the Royal Challengers Bangalore... The coach there, Daniel Vittori, is under serious pressure. Mm. They pack their batting with some serious talent, don't they? McCullum, Corley and De Villiers. Yeah. Um, but they're just 
have nothing else. No, they spend all the money on three guns. Exactly the same thing they did last year. Yeah, but and why? It went terribly. When you've got Corley in your side, why do you need to go and spend ridiculous amounts of money on two others? Yeah, get one of them. Either get De Villiers or McCullum. I would have obviously gone for De Villiers. Well, De Villiers is a retained player, right? Yeah. So why? And they got rid of. See, this is what I didn't understand. I think they got rid of Kaol Rahul, who's an opener, and he's Indian. Right, so he was opening with RCB last year. They let him go. They bring in McCullum, and suddenly you're using up another of your overseas yeah. places in a part of the team that you don't need to. Mm, I think he just likes a big name, doesn't he? The uh, owner. Well, that's uh, true. I, I think that's what it's come down to. Uh, Chris Wokes last year six hundred thirty thousand dollars. This year, eight hundred twenty thousand yeah, pounds. Not bad. Yeah, not so bad. A big. Uh, he did well last year. I'll be interested to see how he does. Well, this he year. got three wickets in, in in that first game. Um, so Alex Hales. That's going to be team interesting. Lost, yes. Yeah, Alex Hales replacing David Warner. Um, it's a it's a massive uh, loss for the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Um, I think they're an hard working side. I think they're very similar to a New Zealand. Right, they're a very hard working team. Kane Williamson's going to be yeah, leading them now, so now. they're going to have that Kiwi edge to them as well. And um, I think Alex Hales, I think we'll have a good tournament. Opening the batting. Chris Jordan's in there as well, of course. Yeah, Chris Jordan, good cricketer, good T20 cricketer, three-dimensional, as we talked about earlier. So I think he's uh, they're going to play in Rajasthan. And most people in this country, um, I've seen Michael Vaughan is a big follower of the Rajasthan Royals because of the, they've got Butler in there. Well, it's Stokes, and they've got Butler, Stokes, Archer. And Archer, so I think that's why people uh, in this country kind of have a... And Shane Warne, obviously, is the mentor now. So I think that they've got a huge following in this country. Um, and they might just be the surprise package as well. I, I'm I'm pinning my... Uh, what do you say? Money. Money. <laughs> I'm putting my money on Rajasthan. Hey, I didn't say who I thought was going to win the county championship. Lancashire. Not having that. I can't say well, that. Well, you're not going. Not to, allowed are you? to. All right, back to the IPL. I'm yeah. going to go. Um, I'm going to go for oh, such a difficult one. This. I'm going to go for again. It's going to be the Mumbai Indians. Um, yeah. I know they lost that opening yeah, yeah, game yeah. against Chennai. Well, Mumbai, Mumbai. Mumbai in 2015, they lost something like their first five. They always start slowly. Yeah. Mumbai. Apart from last year, they started all right. A couple of years before, they always start slowly. Got half, and this is that they had the Alex Housing. I'm really interested in, right? Mumbai Indians about three years ago, they lost something like five of their first seven. They had an injury to somebody, and it meant Lendl Simmons came into the side. He went to the top of the order, and they won six in a row and ended up winning the title that year. And nobody would have said Lendl Simmons would have been a, a success in the IPL, would they? Exactly. So, you know, on such things, you just don't know. It's such a difficult league to predict, full stop. I think there's some strong players from all around the world, some excellent players. Orm advantage tends to be massive. Um, We've got some exciting spinners uh, now in world cricket. Most of them are playing in uh, the IPL. I think there's going to be some low scores um, in this tournament. I really do, because we've got some quality spin bowlers. Um, But that... Out of yesterday's game, out of the two, and I know it was on TalkSport, but the Calcutta Knight Riders winning that game, who would have said that Narain would have got mate, 50 off night in balls? Mate, again, right? How so, would you no, predict that? Do you know that? what? Last year, okay, 2017, Chris Lynn is part of the KKR side. He hits the, far, like, he hits the most ridiculous half century. He's exciting, I like him. Then he gets injured. Mm. They haven't got another opener. So they bring in Narain. All I'm saying is with Narain... Aim for the base of off stump. 
Oh yeah, he's, he's, as you show, you give him length. Long off, long off, <laughs> long on, long off, bang, base of off stump. But and Orion's ridiculous. Mm. Anyway, um, all of that on Talksport too. Yeah, looking forward to it. I listened to it yesterday. It was fantastic. We uh, on again today, so looking forward to it. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, it's uh, as I mentioned at the start of the, start of the show. It is uh, more of a streamlined. Darren Goss Cricket Week. Uh, and also, we're going to be on a bit later on Monday evenings on TalkSport 2. But you can still listen via the website, TalkSport 2 uh, or TalkSport2.com or on DAB. And we're available online as a podcast or on iTunes. So please subscribe to the show, leave us a review, and we will be back same time next week. But uh, for now, thanks for listening. Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sports 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 